and welcome to The Personal Investor. I'm Ed Monk. Today on the show, why isn't the stock market taking the threat of recession more seriously? Investors have suffered losses this year, but markets have been clawing back some of that ground, just as news on the economy worsens. Is it a temporary bounce, or can shares carry on defying the economic gloom? If you enjoy the show, please rate us, share us, or leave a comment wherever you get your podcasts. Whisper it, but the past month or so has actually been pretty good for shares. Since the middle of June, stock markets have halted the downward march that has been in progress this year and have clawed back some, but by no means all, of the ground lost. Paradoxically, that's happened just as the news on the economy goes from bad to worse, with inflation expected to be higher for longer and recession now the working assumption. So what's going on? To answer that, I'm joined by Tom Stevenson, Investment Director here at Fidelity. Tom, welcome along. Um, Now, let's start with the bad news, shall we? Uh, Economic data has been getting worse, and we had a particularly grim outlook from the Bank of England last week for here in the UK. What did that say, Tom? Yeah, so, hi, Ed. The the Bank of England uh, last week had its uh, rate-setting meeting, and they they raised interest rates uh, by half a percentage point to 1.75%. So that was a, a, a big jump in interest rates. In fact, the, 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 the biggest uh, jump for, um, uh, for 30 years or so. Um, and that's obviously had a, a, an impact on the cost of borrowing and on people's mortgages, the average mortgage uh, up, I think, by about £150 a month uh, on average. But uh, that was kind of expected. We thought that the bank was going to raise interest rates. What I think was slightly more alarming was what they had to say about the health of the economy. So uh, essentially, they said that they expected the economy to move into recession towards the end of this year uh, and to continue to contract throughout next year. So what they're basically pointing to is the longest economic downturn since the financial crisis. Now, it's not going to be as deep uh, um, a a recession as we suffered back in 2008, uh, but it's certainly going to be as long or longer uh, than the downturn we had there. So that was the that was the growth side of, of what they had to say. They also had something to say about inflation, which was slightly alarming because we knew that inflation was going to continue rising uh, throughout the autumn when we start to get, as we know, um, uh, another increase in the in the price cap on um, on household energy bills, uh, so we were expecting inflation to go up into double digits, maybe eleven percent. The Bank of England now says that they think that inflation is likely to peak a bit higher than that, maybe thirteen uh, percent, which is uh, which is a very high inflation number by by recent standards. Yeah, indeed. And and there's got to be a huge amount of uncertainty about these sorts of forecasts, hasn't there, Tom? I mean, I mean, I think the Bank of England themselves said that the uh, the sort of range of possible outcomes is very, very wide at the moment. And, and the sort of more extreme the the forecasts are, the kind of higher the degree of uncertainty about that. And, and, and that's really borne out by the fact that, that the bank and other economists have sort of changed their tune, haven't they, a lot in the last year or so about exactly how bad things are going to get. There was a, if you go back to the start of this year, there was a, you know, people would talk about a one third chance of recession, a one in three chance. And then they started talking about the narrow path to avoiding recession. And now it looks like everyone really expects some kind of recession to happen. Um, 
So it's uh, it seems like that's where we're headed. People are going to be scared by that, aren't they, Tom? Recession is a is a scary word. What's it actually likely to mean in reality this time round? Because no two recessions are exactly the same, are they? And, and, and what what what's this one shaping up like? Yes. Uh, you're right. The language has changed. The narrative has changed. I mean, it's not so long ago that, uh, you know, the central banks were talking about transitory, to use their word, uh, inflation, uh, talking about soft landings, uh, being able to, to, you know, to, to, to push interest rates uh, up just enough to, to calm inflation without really causing a major problem. That language has changed. I think, as you say, everyone is now assuming that the base case, the central case, is that we are likely to see a recession, certainly on this side of the Atlantic, both in the UK and in Europe. Maybe there's a bit more of a question mark uh, over what happens in 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 the US. But, you know, recessions always have a, a, a similar uh, impact. I mean, they 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 imply lower growth uh that implies you know lower profits for companies uh they have less money to spend on uh staff so uh they they either don't hire people or they lay people off that means that employment rises that means that there's less spending which leads in turn to lower growth so it's a sort of spiral really you get you know rather than an upward positive spiral you get a a a, a downward spiral i think the things to look out for are um, uh, falling house prices. We haven't got that at the moment. Um, falling real income. So um, people's pay rises lagging behind the, the rising cost of the things that we have to buy, especially the essential things that we have to buy, like food and uh, fuel. And as I say, rising employment is generally a, a, a feature of, of recession. So I think those are the main things we'll be keeping an eye on. Yeah, and and you know you mentioned there um, the 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 jobs market. I mean that that is something that tends to be the hallmark of recession. Um, but we're from a, from a starting point of of if you like strength in the jobs market, aren't we? Because uh, there are record numbers of vacancies. There's lots of jobs out there, and uh, you know workers seem to have power in pay negotiations. In fact, that's sort of part of the problem actually, and that's part of the inflationary pressure that we're that we're seeing but um to look on the positive side that that jobs market situation does at least mean that people shouldn't be quite as fearful of losing their job as they perhaps would have been in the financial crisis or previous recessions right yes and that is the great uncertainty uh, and as you said uh, earlier on that you know no no two recessions are alike um, and, you know, it, it may well be that there's a slowdown in, in, in growth, but, a, but a, a reasonably strong jobs market. And that, and that may continue. And that's important. I think that the health of the jobs market is absolutely uh, crucial because people will continue to spend money as long as they keep their jobs. Uh, it's when people become anxious about losing their jobs that they uh, engage in what's called precautionary Saving. So in other words, not spending just in case they lose their job or they actually do lose their job and then they have no choice but to cut their spending. So it's the the, 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 the jobs market is absolutely central to uh, how deep and how prolonged uh, any recession turns out to be. OK, well, well, let's move on, Tom, to what this means for companies, of course, because that is really what the stock market depends on. Um, recession isn't good, is it, for company trading? And there's certainly the, the possibility, at least, that 
that profits will be hurt. So why, Tom, is the stock market apparently so sanguine about this, this situation? Yes, I mean, I think when you think about what, what drives stock market prices, stock prices, share prices, uh, a couple of important things. One is the, the level of growth in the economy and therefore the level of earnings growth at individual companies. That's important. And that is obviously influenced to in large degree by uh, the, the cost of borrowing, um, monetary policy, how high uh, interest rates uh, rise. Um, so uh, that's an important factor. The, the other important factor, though, uh, is is valuations, how much people are are having to pay for a share of the profits uh, of a of a company. So to dwell on the first bit, the 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 earnings picture at the moment, it doesn't look too bad. Um, earnings are holding up. And I think the reason why um, the markets bounce back a little bit during uh, June, end of June and July, is the expectation uh, increased that actually the, the profits outlook might not be too bad, that companies might be able to hang in there uh, and continue to grow their profits and that they would be helped to do so in due course by that monetary policy. Because at the moment, interest rates are rising. But if central banks think that uh, Companies are going to be uh, in trouble. They're going to be struggling to grow their profits, uh, that the jobs market is going to worsen, that the unemployment rate is going to rise. Then the expectation is that central banks will re reverse that monetary policy and that they will start to reduce interest rates again. And that, I think, is, is that was the key factor in that rally in the market uh, in, in June and July. And then the so the second bit on valuations, we've already seen quite a correction in the stock market over the last year or so. And the price which investors are being asked to pay for shares has fallen by quite a considerable margin. So put the two things together. Earnings are holding up. Um, the expectation is that interest rates may not go as far as we feared and they may start to come down again at some point, uh, maybe early next year and that valuations have already priced in a bit of a slowdown, that combination is what has supported the stock market. Oh, and, and, you know, at the risk of being a bit, a bit cynical or a bit gloomy, Tom, I mean, are, are the markets sort of, sort of kidding themselves? Are they engaging in wishful thinking here? I'm particularly uh, uh, thinking around the central bank policy, the interest rate policy, because not so long ago, I think... If you'd said, well, central banks simply won't let economies fall into recession, they will act to ease monetary policy before that happens. Um, I think that would have been the consensus view. But it's clear now with this situation that we have with inflation that, that central banks are probably baking in a recession. They're probably seeing recession not as desirable, but certainly as a sort of necessary uh, condition in order to actually stem inflation itself. So is there a danger here that the markets are, are, are sort of trying to have their cake and eat it? They're, they're saying that growth is slowing and that's going to put off higher rates. But at the same time, you know, this growth isn't really going to hurt profits and it, everything's going to be fine. Is that is that not a sort of a, a, quite a halcyon way of looking at the situation? That is completely the, the major risk facing the stock markets that uh, that investors have got rose tinted glasses on regarding the extent to which central banks can manipulate the economy 
uh, in the way that they that they would like. It's a very narrow path to tread at the best of times, um, but it has been made even more difficult. Uh, the path is even narrower uh, for the central banks now because of the the way in which inflation has been allowed to slightly run out of control. And I, I think we are talking about a sort of Goldilocks scenario of, you know, not too hot, not too cold. And uh, it's a tightrope that central banks are having to walk. And it is entirely possible that they won't uh, be able to achieve that soft landing. And indeed, as you rightly say, they have been pretty explicit about saying that the priority now is to get on top of inflation and that policy is designed, in effect, to do whatever it takes to get on top of inflation, even if that means triggering a recession. And I think central banks have resolved themselves to the fact that that is what they need to do. And I think that investors may be a bit behind the central banks in that in that thinking. I think that stock markets have not yet really factored in the almost certainty uh, that we will uh, enter, you know, what might be a very difficult recessionary period. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll finally talk. I mean, just on that on that point, you know, we've we've said before that the markets try to look to the future, don't they? They try to see what's going to happen, and it may well be that they're being too uh, rosy about this this potential recession that we're we're headed into. Um, but but what what do you think it would take? for stock markets to reassess okay and to potentially start to factor in this this sort of bigger economic hit if that's what we're if that's what we're headed for what would they need to see or or what other further bad news would there have to be well i think that's right that i think markets would need to get a sense and to start to believe that we had either had all the bad news that we were likely to have or that at the very least we could see uh, an, an end to uh, to the bad news. So I think you know, what investors would like to get a real sense of is that uh, interest rates were not going to go any further than they, than they expected. So there were going to be no nasty surprises on the interest rate front. I think that they would want to feel that uh, inflation had started to roll over, that we had seen the worst of uh, inflation. I think that, uh, you know, the things that are driving inflation, in particular, commodity prices and energy prices in particular, they, you'd need to feel that uh, we were seeing some light at the end of the tunnel in terms of the price of gas and the price of um, oil. Uh, and I think that we would want to see, get a sense that, that corporate earnings uh, had, had you know, corrected that maybe margins had fallen a little bit uh, and that they were not going to get any worse. So uh, it's, it's, we, what we do know about stock markets is that they do move ahead of reality. So they, mo- they work on a different cycle, that, that prices move ahead of uh, economic changes and they move ahead of corporate earnings. So as I said earlier on, we have already seen uh, a correction in stock market valuations uh, so, so, you know, at least some and probably, you know, the majority of the bad news has already been priced into the market. Now, might it go a bit further? Yes, it, it might. But I think, you know, at some point we're going to start to see improvements or at least things not getting worse on those four or five things that I've just uh, enumerated there. OK, OK. Well, Tom, it's going to be an interesting few months, I feel. That is all the time we have for now, Tom. Thanks an awful lot for joining me. Thanks, Ed.
Please note that the value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up, so you may get back less than you invest. Investors should note that the views expressed may no longer be current and may have already been acted upon. This information is not a personal recommendation for any particular investment. If you are unsure about the suitability of an investment, you should speak to one of Fidelity's advisors or an authorised financial advisor of your choice. Overseas investments will be affected by movements in currency exchange rates and investments in emerging markets can be more volatile than other more developed markets. Reference to the specific securities should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell these securities and is included for the purposes of illustration only. Tax treatment depends on individual circumstances and all tax rules may change in the future. Withdrawals from a pension product may not be possible until you reach age 55, 57 from 2028. This podcast may not be reproduced or circulated without prior permission. No statements or representations made in this podcast are legally binding on Fidelity or the recipient. This podcast is meant only for UK residents and does not constitute an offer or a solicitation in any jurisdiction in which it may be unlawful to make such an offer or solicitation.